Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody. <laughs> Episode number 40. As yeah. said, it takes here and with me as always, Russ. Hey guys, it's Russ. Alex. Spock. What? And Peter. What? <laughs> hey guys, it's Russ. <laughs> Peter wins. And so we've got a couple of movies that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, and spoilers abound. So if you haven't seen Star Trek, that's pretty much the only one that matters for. Yeah. Or, uh, or Fast and Furious. If you were looking for a reason to stop listening already. Yeah, exactly. Spoilers. Uh, spoiler. There will be spoilers. Um, yeah. but So let's get this started with some spoilers uh, and talk about Star Trek Into Darkness. Can we get a rust down? Yeah. But when you said spoilers, you just sounded like Kevin Smith when he talks about his show, Spoilers, on Hulu. Oh and it really threw me off. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anywho, have any, have any of you guys watched it? I haven't. It's, it's, it's not great. It's pretty bad. Anyway, also this week, the show this week brought to you by Kevin Smith's Just Spoilers. That's not true. On Hulu, starting up uh, probably in a couple of weeks. Um, anyway, Star Trek Into Darkness, directed by J.J. Abrams. After the crew of the Enterprise find an unstoppable force of terror from within their own organization, Captain Kirk leads a manhunt to a war zone world. To capture a one-man weapon of mass destruction. You make it sound like he's trying to go out with him. I know. It kind of is. Yeah, and... Russ, sure you didn't read the rust down of the gay porn version of Star Trek <laughs> Into Men? No. <gasps> into oh, my God. Or just Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah, that's true. It still works. <laughs> Anyone have any idea what the point of that subtitle was? Uh, I think uh, I've read like uh, a gush piece from Ain't It Cool. It's like it's about how like the fleet, Starfleet's heading into a darker path with the military stuff. I well, like no, I don't no, think so. That I that ship think... was pretty dark. Yeah, it was pretty dark. Or um, maybe it was just you know the darkness of treading over waters that's already been done. Yeah, I mean, for, like, the dark middle chapter, it actually really wasn't that that dark. Nope. So can we just spoil that it's Khan? Like, everyone knows already. Oh, but what? Whatever. Wait a minute. That was Khan. <laughs> uh, but, yes. Yeah, I, I just wish that they didn't make, um, you know, like, the, through all the casting and the, 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 the promotion stuff, they didn't say who uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was playing. I don't know why they just didn't give him the fake name that he had and just yeah. say, "Oh, this is his name from the very beginning." Yeah. Yep. I agree. So you wouldn't you wouldn't be sitting around waiting for like the big turn because they the want thing- they wanted you to they to to ask and to think. That's the only thing I can think. They can't be that stupid. But no, do, right. do they really need that much more like extra press about this? I mean, considering no, the people it. who see these movies really aren't Star Trek fans because Star Trek fans are not nearly as as large of a fan base as like a Star Wars person. So no, you want to make think... these movies for like the lowest common denominator. Lowest common denominator people don't even know or give a fuck about Khan. But sure. I think so... the bigger problem with how much this movie, though, like like there's all that buildup. They go through all this time denying that Benedict Cumberbatch is playing Khan. And then they show their hand in the first 15 minutes, yeah. like, with him, like, transfusing his blood to, like, a little girl. 
and uh, like she's like healed and stuff like that. It's like, oh, okay, so he's like genetically like superior. So I'm like, all right, great. So he's con, and like that's the one of the bigger problems I had with this. And I actually I think this movie's pretty fun in a lot of ways. I think it's a good action movie, not a great like I I know Pete, you, you echo a similar thing. A fun action movie, not a great sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, like, man, it, like, they tried giving you these, like, big twists, but, like, if you paid to, if you actively watch the movie at all, you can figure them out pretty pretty early on. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it follows the first one in which, you know, as, as you, I think you were thinking of someone else who said it was a great action movie, not a great sci-fi movie. Um, but which is a really great point if it was me or if it wasn't. Um, <laughs> uh, it was but it's be. like it's kind of it's similar to the first one in which the 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 plot was quick and fun, uh, not overly brilliant. Um, yeah. But basically, you know that the action stuff was interesting. Kirk and Spock have a lot of fun together, and but still, uh, for me, uh, Bones and Scotty are the most are, yeah. are the, the most fun. Totally. It, yeah. That that that's one thing I think. Like, I I still really love this movie, and I think they they've done a lot of the Kirk Spock stuff really well. But I'm like, you have so many people, in, like so many people in this ensemble that are getting like that are getting Cyclops yeah. and X Men, yep. where like <laughs> they're ba- where they're barely there. And I'm like, everything Bones, Carl Urban is knocking it a- absolutely. Killing out. it. Oh my god, he's great. Scotty yeah. is dead. Oh, I'm like, come on, give these guys a little bit more to do. Scotty gets a little bit. The thing uh, is, is, like, e- either one of those two can hold a scene on their own, but I don't think that Kirk and Spock can hold scenes on their own. Like, their scenes without, without their other, are just yeah. are are just like, less than anything else that, that happens. Yep. But, well, yeah. What's great about this is it, what's great about their relationship is when he messes with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it's like it's the difference between uh, Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. Ooh, nice. When when you know it's 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 David Spade and Chris Farley do really well together. When you split them up, yep. it's a fat guy falling down and a really bitchy tiny man. Yeah, yeah. You, you get sprayed in the face by uh, yep. by a fire extinguisher, and it's funny. But you know, it's just not you, as funny you, as it could be. Are you saying bad things about Beverly Hills Ninja? I'm saying many bad things about Beverly. Good. <laughs> we could say a lot of bad things about Beverly Hills Ninja, but not uh, on no. this edition of the Movie Movie Podcast. Their next week will be our Beverly Hills Ninja. Ninja cast. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers on that movie. Um, so, but I think one thing that um, I guess I don't know if this kind of jumped around a bit, but like they they kind of end up rehashing a lot of um, some of the beats of Wrath of, Wrath Khan. of Khan. Yeah. Um, you know, in this with like you know little bits of twists and stuff like that, and they call back you know Leonard Nimoy. Being Spock and, and which stuff I kind of like hated. Yeah, I didn't like uh, it. No it was just kind of weird that he just like called him, like he like phoned a friend. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, what man? is this now? I felt like that was just um, explaining who Khan was for anybody who didn't already know. But that's like, the thing. Um, in case you don't know anything about this franchise because you're dumb, here is who he is. Okay, so, bye. Well, I, I just don't think our Spock would have. Sent the explosives to Khan's ship like that. I think he needed himself to tell him you have to do whatever you can to stop him because you know yeah, just blowing him up really wasn't what uh, uh, Young Spock would do. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think that that's the weird spot that J.J. Abrams' Star Trek is in. It's like, how much does it need to, um, you know, call back to other stuff, and how much should it go out on its own? Because I was kind of left with this movie being like, man, there was some cool stuff in it, but I I almost want to see this go out in its own, blaze its own path, because, you know, with a lot of, you know, with Wrath of Khan, I mean, the reason that Spock dying in that had a lot of weight is because he was an iconic figure that was in three seasons of the show. Of a show, a cartoon. Uh, and the movie beforehand, that wasn't. Yeah. yeah. And over the course of, like, however many years. Yeah. And singing career. Oh, yeah, of course, <laughs> singing career. Um, and with this one, it's like, okay, they fa- they really obviously are not going to kill the captain uh, in the second movie and have that be it. Well, I mean, don't forget that at the end of Wrath of Khan, like, they I kill mean, Spock. Yeah, Nemo's no, dead. Yeah, there's no hint Well, in, at the end of Wrath of Khan the next... that they can bring him back. Well, there, well yeah. there's a weird thing with him and Bones when he puts his hand on Bones and you're just like, what the hell was that about? <laughs> yeah. And that's the only thing that could possibly give away that in the third movie they would go find Spock and bring him back. And also, like, at that point, like, movies weren't, like, written, like, necessarily that far ahead where you knew just by reading the trades, oh, there's definitely going to be another movie. Yeah, because... Like, you didn't know any of that shit. Star Trek wasn't ever really profitable. Nimoy said he didn't want... Like, he was killed at the end because he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Like, man... But then he said, like, they got him back so uh, because he said that he could direct the fourth one or whatever, so... What uh, what did Chekhov do in this movie other than nothing? Nothing. He was uh he was he, in he engineering some, for a little while. He and was, was. Yeah. He was basically just a placeholder. And same but thing I, with Sulu. Sulu didn't get to ejection. He got to sit I mean, in the chair was, at least. Yeah, Sulu yeah. Sulu got to uh Yeah, Sulu got to be captain. Yeah, and sound all threatening. Yeah, he had that really good that Oh, that's true. Good. Okay, no, that was a good moment. That was a pretty good moment. But I mean, again, we're talking like your movie is t- almost two and a half hours. How come certain characters get a moment and others yeah. get, I don't know, hours? Zoe Saldana cries. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's all she does. Yeah, which is a little dis- I mean, she didn't dance with fans. Alice Eve takes off her shirt, and that's about all she does. And it's like when, when you see two women in the cast, <laughs> and one dad. of them cries over a boy, and the other what? one takes their clothes off, it's Wait, like, what? Okay, so the twist is that Alice Eve is... Um, RoboCop's daughter. Is RoboCop's daughter. I love but Peter Weller. Me too. Me too. Yeah. But why is she British? <laughs> Shut up! Is why. <laughs> That's why. And like I couldn't let it go when we were watching it. Yeah, her- I, I had I did the same thing, and I kept thinking, well, maybe her mother was, but that still doesn't explain how, why her accent is as prominent. It, it, she might have a little bit of one. Well, I, well, but she, like, I make- tried to like, Clark Kent soup like slash Superman her way. Like I'm like they'll never know I'm I'm his his daughter if I talk like this. Well, that's possible. Well, you guys are are talking about a film in which. They travel around space at warp speed. Yeah. Um, there's a man who has regenerative blood. I'm there, yeah. sailing yeah. everywhere, but you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. This girl has a thicker accent than her father. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what we're saying. Thank it you. Threw me off. <laughs> wow, I, you know, I, just, I really uh, thought you were going <laughs> to go against us with that. I know, yeah, but <laughs> I'm happy that we all agree on this. This is great. So do you guys want to review it? Yeah, sure. I think you can rate it. Oh. Rate it? <laughs> Do you guys want to rate it? 
I'll give that a second. We've been actively reviewing it. <laughs> Have we? Don't, yeah, I don't know if that, that's up for We've debate. We've just been naming things that happened. Pete, what do you think? Uh, 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 huh. I've I, weird enough, like, uh, it's taken me a really long time and I still don't have mine yet. So, I don't know. I um, hear you. Same here. I, I guess a four, because I mean, I, I, if it's ever on, if it's ever on, if I own it, if it pops up on streaming, I'm going to watch it again. It's perfectly enjoyable. Um, the corniness of some of the story beats, I think, is going to disappear in second viewings because you're not, there's no hype about it. And right. I think you can just sit back and enjoy it. Uh, but, you know, it's 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 a new Star Trek movie, uh, and it doesn't. It's you know, it's not awful. It's <laughs> not the third one, so uh, why not go see it? There you go, uh, Russ. What do you think? Huh. Um. Again, I wish this was one of those times where there was a such thing as a three point seven five. There isn't, so I'm gonna say tie goes to the runner and give it a four. Um. It is. It's. It, it, it's very good. Um, I can I nitpick movies that I really like, and that's what I've done with this movie. I don't want any of the little negative things that I say to be taken as like, oh, don't see it. No, I think it's a very, very good movie, especially when you compare it to you know your average summer blockbuster. It's, it's very well done. It's very well shot. I have small issues with like the characterization of the women in it and the fact that some of the cast just doesn't get anything to do. But the stuff that these movies do right, they do really right. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens next. Now that we can, now that we can see the next movie and not have to worry about any, is it con? Is it con? Is it con? It's already happened. So now show me something else. We've gotten that elephant out of the room. I'm excited for what's next. All right. Alex. Well, well put, Russ. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, like a high 3.3.5 uh, triples. Um, I think that it's really good, and I think it's totally worth seeing. Uh, takes that, we saw this in IMAX 3D. We did. Uh, and I thought it looked great. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like, with like really – like being able to see all the particle effects and everything and have that be like a really um, – like kind of enveloping you with the 3D, uh, I thought was really awesome, and I thought that you know the effects, everything, uh, the lens f- like looked really good. Lens flare wasn't too out of control. I think, I mean, it was still there, still a lot. I think they just reined it in a little bit, which helped. Um, I think that there's some there's some really cool stuff in this. I think that there are just times though that if you try to, uh, if you're like. Uh, a Trekkie purist, you're probably going to get very mad at this movie. Um, I mean, part of these reboots is letting go. Yeah. And I think that this is one of those times you can't just obsess over how the Klingons look. Uh, because, yeah, it's a little goofy. Um, or why Khan Nunian Singh is a white dude. Yeah. Also that. That's a good good point. Well. Um, but you know, there's still some, I mean, I guess there's still a lot of cool stuff that we get to see. And I'm really excited with the prospect of the next one. Like you guys said, I want to see them on their mission to just to go explore stuff and have it go in a weird different direction. And, and they're actually really smart to see the first, to show the first 10 minutes of this movie. Cause it's one of the most entertaining, yeah. uh, which is just them out on a mission mm-hmm. 
and then talking about the Prime Directive and stuff like that. So it's like a little bit of fan service. Yeah, it felt like an episode, yeah. which I think is one of the advantages that old Star Trek stuff had was, uh, you know, being able to fall back on TV shows and things like that. It's too bad we don't have one right now. Yeah. Um, but I hope, if anything, we get to, you know, see more sci-fi movies like this. And, I and yeah, so and, and to your and to your credit, I think, like, uh, to your point, rather, uh, that first 10 minutes is, no, to my credit. is <laughs> um, exactly what I want to see in a Star Trek movie. And well, well that's, that's... that's how... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's, like, what the next one does, I'm like, oh, well, that's Star Trek. Yeah. This is a good movie that has Star Trek characters in it. Yeah. I think I think there's still the potential for a really good Star Trek. Movie. Well, I mean, this movie started like we've always talked about how we want every single comic book sequel to start. Yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah. just just with the hero doing what he does in the middle of the mission, without a backstory, doing something without it having to mean the fate of everyone. Yep, just just a, a fun, exciting. Uh, piece to sort of almost like a cold open to get you into the spirit and back into the characters back into the uh to the feeling of the world yeah remember uh it, remember yeah. blade 2 it started off pretty much that exact same way nice if you remember yeah. it started off him just running down vampires and murdering actually both the first both two blades. did yeah, yeah both blades were that yeah Guys, uh, pretty not good. that third one but uh they both open up with him just literally murdering vampires the and then the credits open well blade too because oh. it starts off with him tracking down whistler's body right and then the third one just opens with an ipod commercial right yes yeah i don't remember that <laughs> with the click uh remember you don't remember her like needing her playlist to kill vampires too she needs to listen to music from her ipod before she kills people i only saw it in the theater me too yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. It's actually not a bad movie. It's an awful Blade movie. I'm gonna give Star Trek Into Darkness <laughs> <laughs> um, three breast sniffing dogs. Mm. Uh, which is one of the awkward scenes at the beginning of the movie. If anybody remembers that? I know I was cracking up in the theater next to Alex, but whatever. Uh, hey, this what movie was, you know, entertaining, but. Yeah, like like Alex had said before, it's it's a good action movie, but it's not really a good sci-fi movie. I think I there's just that. Alex. That... <laughs> no, you don't, you, got, you got rid of it, Pete. Yeah, you, you had your chance you gave to it take up. that quote. Um, I think Back there's the box. there's a lot of fan service in the movie, and I don't think it's really necessary. I don't think that yeah. Khan really had to be. I think it's just weird that they brought Khan into it because, like, originally for Wrath of Khan, it was like a. Now I'm gonna. This is actually what Colm is was talking about with me at one point. Hey, Colm. Uh, that. The original in the original Wrath of Khan, it was a very personal story, and Khan had a reason to really be attacking and everything like that. And he was he was out to get Kirk the whole fucking time because Kirk had left him on this planet deserted. And it, said Alpha Five. Yeah, and now he's now he's just like you know just is a terrorist, and that's fine. But I don't know. I, I just think it's weird that they would that they would well, use Khan as that character now. It, it's I mean it's it's kind of like the you can kind of almost sum up this movie with like that triple scene where he's like, what are you doing with that triple? <laughs> like, it's like they will take something from Star Trek and be like, okay, people remember this stuff. Yeah. Let's throw it in there. And yeah. like, that's fan service, right? Yeah. This is that thing you remember. And like, Spock yelling Khan and stuff like that. That was like, terrible. Just, that just, was the worst. Wow. People laughed. Everyone Yeah, laughed. and that's not like, 
when, that's not what you want. No, no. it's bad. You just, nah, there's no point. No point to it. And I don't know. It's, I, I feel like a lot of great stuff, but a lot of wasted opportunities. Yeah. Um, but anyway. You guys want to do the indie movie anyway, movie minute? Let's talk about a couple of other movies we saw this week. Uh, a couple of smaller films, uh, Before Midnight and uh, Francis Ha. We didn't talk about which one we were going to talk about first, so let's talk about Before Midnight first. Okay. Uh, I rewatched Before Sunrise last night. Yeah, I saw your Facebook plea today for Before Sunset. Yeah, I don't know where the F it is. <laughs> I know, that was really uh, funny. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so but I rewatched Before Sunrise, and I think I've romanticized those movies a little bit, because uh, the first one's a lot more of a romantic movie than I remember it being. Okay. And it's, it's a, and it's a lot more, yeah. like, not formulaic, but it, it's the most, like, studio of the three. Yeah. Yeah. But then the second one really takes the best parts of it and opens it up to be more of a, a, a sort of discussion on love and aging and a lot of other yeah. things. And it's very, yeah. And then it's also really like super interestingly shot in like a very direct sequential order. Like there's, it's supposed to be just these moments in time and not like say over the course of a day or whatever. It's literally this hour and a half for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And now this one is just as good as the second one, if not even a little bit more interesting in terms of how people still continue to grow and change and, what it really means for them because they still feel so much like Jesse and Celine. Yeah. And, and they do perfect. And it's, it's all supernatural and wow. Not it's supernatural. supernatural. It's all, it's like a show. Oh supernatural on the fuck WB. Up. <laughs> they hunt demons. Yeah, no, it's crazy. They t- actually, they time travel. Awesome. Is this an underworld prequel? It's, <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love that. Um, no, but it, everything, it just feels like, like no time has really passed and like these eight years you know they've just been happening to them yeah. and now we just get to like happen to see what's going on with them again and it's really interesting to see the characters back and just to see how much they've changed and how much they're like just Celine is like conflicting with herself being like wanting to be a, like this completely independent type like a uh, woman but you know this, oh and then but like the second she's away from her kids she's very maternal about it and uh, I don't know it was it was powerful, and it's all super. It's wow! I keep saying super. Uh, it's incredibly. No, <laughs> it's all it all feels just real. Like it just feels like you're there, and it just it doesn't feel like you're watching a movie. You're just in the room with them. Cool. Yeah, and it's just it's like literally. I think it's like six scenes, and it just flies by. Yeah, I, I I mean, if you haven't seen any of them, I I would say definitely start at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, if any, if anything, watch the second two. But it's but good, yeah. I would, I would say watch all three. And and they're that amazing thing that they are almost meant to be watched with the exact amount of time in between them. Yeah. To really let yourself sort of forget, romanticize, and remember, but then to let time change them. Yeah. If to you really haven't be, watched them, because I have not watched. I haven't watched them in eight years. Is it? Does it make sense to rewatch them, or like you said, is it better to leave? No, the, just, just use what you remember. Yeah, yeah. If you've okay. seen them already, just go there because then it's just it's revisiting an old friend that you hadn't seen in a while. Like you don't need the catch yeah. up. Just go enjoy the new the next film. I mean, I'm yeah. gonna do it. 
Are so, we going to rate the? I don't even know. What are no, we? no, just okay. jump to Francis Ha. All right, so Francis Ha, uh, Alex. Ha! You also saw Okay, um, I, I did. Uh, so this is the new film uh, from Noah Baumbach. Uh, he's the guy that directed uh, Split in the, the Whale, Kicking and Screaming. Yeah, right? Yeah. Greenberg. Greenberg? Yeah. Greenberg. Uh, and um, God, was and he wrote Marco, some stuff. Was he Marco at the wedding? Yeah. Don't, don't you remember how awkward you felt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of his um his shtick. Uh and he uh teamed up to write this with uh star Greta Gerwig, um who stars as uh Francis. She's like a Oh sorry, just ha. She's a twenty seven year old dancer living in like Brooklyn. Uh like so, she's just living all around. Yeah. And um, you know, just like kind of like a, a goofy gal that's not really growing up, much like probably many uh, a Noah Baumbach uh, uh, protagonist. Um, I think this is probably most similar to I didn't actually see it, but like Kicking and Screaming, because I know that's like about a bunch of friends dealing yep. with growing up. Um, so I guess this is kind of, I would say, probably best ghost with that. Um, but I thought like the good things about it, I think that it's like it's a really good just kind of like uh, a piece going through someone's life while everyone else grows up yeah. uh, and they don't and right. kind of them having to deal with it. Uh, my roommate compared it to an episode of like a long episode of girls. Um, okay. That being kind of a, a thing of like, you know, I guess like quirky Brooklyn, right. uh, you know, girl kind of trying to get it together. <laughs> that, that being a genre. Uh, now, right. uh, but I mean, take, you saw this as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. I mean, I, I thought think... it was good. It was. It was very much Greta Gerwig's film. Like she yeah. was. Every, she was in like the center of fucking every shot of this movie. Uh, this it revolves around her, um, more so than her friend. Like she. Like the story of her life is told through her friends and sort of like how they react to her when they finally do see her and we get to see their encounters. Um, and it's it's interesting to you know kind of see her hit her I guess rock bottom of like going and working uh, at a summer camp at her old uh, yeah at her old college because that's like the only thing that she can that she can do and and then <laughs> and then just sort of like taking a desk job and then everything being okay yeah but I think it's you know again it's it's one of those it's one of those movies I think where you have to you know, kind of accept that, like, okay, yeah, this hour and it's it's pretty short too. Yeah, it's yeah, it was like an hour breezy. twenty. It's like, um, you know, I, I think it could be, I think trying to take this movie too seriously, right? Yeah, no, could exactly. definitely be a mistake. I definitely. Think it's like, um, but I think that's the, like the indie movie problem is people think like because something was independently financed and produced, it must be so important. Like overly intellectual. And it's like, no, it's just something just that didn't like cost a, a lot. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's, right. it's, a, yeah. it's a good, cute, relatable movie um, that, like, you know, again, it's it's not that much happens or goes, like, even terribly wrong, right. but it's always just, but like, little cringeworthy things will happen along the way, and it's like, and, and I think that it's, you know, I think Greta Gerwig's really good in it. Yeah, she's great. Um, and, and I think she's really likable, and I think you, you find yourself rooting for her, uh, which, which I think, you know, overall, I think this is a good movie to, you know, if it's playing at a cinema near you, it's, it's totally a good way to, like, spend, like, an afternoon. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think, you can I tell think you're talking about an independent movie, right? right. 
playing Ooh, at a cinema. It's in black and white for no reason. Is it at Ad Hoc? It is totally that. I had a I had a PBR while I watched it. Oh, <laughs> it is what, it is, is exactly that kind of movie. Um, oh, I forgot what the food pairing was. It was good though. You, went, you saw it at Nighthawk as well? No, I just looked at the menu online. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, what was the special? <laughs> was it like the Francis Ha Man Ra or something? <laughs> wow. No, um, I, I, I know. Would you, Francis and Beans. I've been trying to figure out if this was like if this would be considered mumblecore or not. I think it's like, it's like so on the border. Yeah. It's like, and I don't I, even like. Well, are, I mean, what was the it fuck professional is, actors? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so then it's, then not, it's, not, it's not. Yeah, you're right. Well, were but they like, professional? Who the hell was in this movie besides Greta Gerwig? I don't even know. Yeah. Oh, it's like a dude from Girls, and like that's the oh, thing. Adam Driver. Um, there's enough familiar people I've seen from the trailer to know that they're actors. Okay, I still have to see it. I still, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. the The girls comparison may be completely apt, but I've never actually seen an episode. So. Me neither. Um, that's just what I've I've seen everyone and I will see this movie and I will report back thank you very much yeah and again I think it's it's a cute little movie speaking of cute little movies we saw another big blockbuster this week cute little movie named Fast and Furious 6 or just Furious 6 if you go by the credit sequence can we get a rust down speaking of spoilers of the Furious 6 thing Cars no, yeah, it was it was it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Furious Six. I refuse to call it Fast and Furious Six. Furious Six is so much better. I will call it Fast Six or Furious Six. Nothing more, nothing less. I think Furious Six just sounds so good. It does. Awesome. It does. All right, let's get to it. Furious Six, directed by my man Justin Lin. <laughs> Hobbs has Dom and Brian reassemble their crew in order to take down a mastermind who commands an organization of mercenary drivers across 12 countries. Payment? Full pardons for them all. Oh, that's, just, that's such a great summary on IMDb. It makes me want to go see the movie again. I've Russ, only seen it twice so far. Russ, you did go back, and how was it the I second time? I went the next day. It is incredible. Oh, that's awesome. Everybody just shut the fuck up, because this movie is the best. It really is. <laughs> oh, this movie was great. I just the the whole time during this movie, like something would happen, and it was, so, it was like the four of us were kind of spread out along a row. And every time like something big would happen, I would like look down the row and I would see Russ looking right back down the row, and we just have like, the <laughs> biggest smiles on our face the whole time. And we'd be uh, looking at Pete and Alex, who were like sitting there just smiling back at us, <laughs> looking at the well, two except of that for that twenty five minutes that Alex fell asleep. Well, yeah, well, okay. I, had, I did have to see it again because I did miss yes twenty minutes. Alright, two hours of sleep and three pitches of beer does not an awake boy make. <laughs> we saw the movie at ten PM. So weird as we did. We saw this movie at ten PM. So I, I mean know. it it's just It's great. It's fast six. The minute The Rock says they go in like thunder and go out like smoke, I knew I was in for the greatest experience of my life. <laughs> like smoke? You mean lightning? Oh. But like, what can you even say about like what happens in this movie? Because this like, movie's ridiculous. Straight exactly. Ridiculous. Like, if you were to try to like, I know Pete, you were even like 
looking at a like someone tried like realistically figuring out an action set piece. Oh yeah, and have to be uh, like twenty six miles yeah, of the runway. Run- the runway scene at the end should the runway should be twenty eight miles long. The longest runway in the world is three. They were just yeah. building it as it all happens. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you know that the Canary Islands uh, is where they filmed the, which is my favorite scene of the movie, the highway chase with the tank? That uh-huh. was filmed yep. on an actual highway that the Canary Island government said, you know what? Fuck it up. We don't <laughs> care. Blow the bridge out. It's cool. We love these movies. So- that really happened. So I came back from this – so we all went and saw this movie. There was a, a big group of us, and I came back with my roommate, uh, and we were on our way back to the apartment. And he's like, I don't really know – like, I'm talking about how great this movie is. And I'm just like, I can't shut up about it. And he's just like, I really don't know what you guys are so – like, it's not that good. I was just like, what the fuck do you mean it's not that good? I don't understand that. And he go, and he's just like, well, like, it's it's – you know, it's, it's it's a stupid story. It's a stupid premise. Like I get, I I like action movies and everything like that. But this is like this is terrible acting and all this. And I'm just like, no. But that's exactly what these movies have always been. And it's not like it's it is a stupid premise. Like it, it's ridiculous. But the point is, is that they all do this and they they play up to the best of their fucking intentions. Yep. They don't. They never think that it's stupid. They think that this is going to be the best fucking thing in the world, and they play to the top of that. The whole I, time. And, I, you know, you're, that, I think, is what yeah. separates this from a lot of other things. Is yeah. The movie knows, look, our plot is ridiculous. But every single one of these actors puts, like, every bit of their all into it. They if, believe if somebody, they're in this ridiculous universe. Exactly. If somebody was kind of playing this, like, wanky, it, wouldn't it would suck. Yeah. And it'd be like, well, this is just a waste of my time and it's tough. But you have somebody like The Rock in your movie then I, I swear to God, The Rock must really thinks he is Hobbs. Did you? I, I watched. So right after we saw the movie, he hosts a show called The Hero. <laughs> I watched the documentary on the Fast Five Blu-ray about Hobbs, and apparently, like The Rock was in character for all of Fast Five. Like he would be like a dick on set to everybody because that was well. That who's supposed that to explains be. his Instagram. <laughs> um, well, like, if you look at all these guys' Instagrams while they're filming, everybody, like, will try to play a trick on The Rock, and it normally ends really poorly for them. And they, like, <laughs> run away. Like, he almost beat up Tyrese on set just for, like, fun, roughhousing. And I guess he's just nothing but a monster, just scary man on set. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So they're yeah. all, like, terrified of him. No, I, and, and that's the thing, actually. Like, I think that this is, I mean, Fast Five really solidified how much fun the supporting cast of these movies uh, could be. Yeah. And with this one, they just took it to another level, and they made like the Tyrese and Ludacris like like buddy comedy hour. Oh, uh, it's like every time they went to that, and like I would watch an entire movie of that. You don't realize how long like ty- like I didn't ever realize like now that I saw it the second time, and I feel like it's like a like it's high art, even though it's not. <laughs> but in that scene, the first scene where they're all together. Tyrese is like asking for a quarter super early on in that scene. And yes. you don't realize like that's going to culminate in him going over to the machine and then the rock shooting it. And that it just so makes brilliant. it so much more enjoyable when you see, oh, that was played out over the course of like a five minute scene. 
and I swear the scene with uh, Han and Tyrese like fighting the one uh, like the awesome. gang member. I was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. And, and as soon as it was over, uh, don't tell anybody about this. I, it, it's just, it's just so fucking dead on. I've yeah, never it, seen a franchise curate characters better. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. um, it was like the final fight from Lethal Weapon Four. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, I think that's the be- biggest compliment I can give it. There you go. Yep. Um, and even though that that fight scene is like played, it's like awesome and played for comedy. The the, the girl fight scenes in this movie hurt. <laughs> they yeah. they I they, I think they were the best. The fight scene between between Gina Carano, Gina Carano and Michelle Rodriguez was awesome. The first one, I was like, "This shit looks oh, like yeah. it legitimately hurts." That and I intense. bet they both took those stunts. Tough ladies. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I imagine they're both they're both pretty tough. But I mean that that that's the thing about these movies. You, you know, you're gonna. I like knowing that, like with. When this blockbuster season, that's basically fast food, and this is the best fast food you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you think to other big action films, like um, I don't know, if you even think of a, tra- I mean, it's a, it's it's a pile of shit. But if you think of Transformers and, right. and like a movie like that that has this huge cast, but who gives a shit about like Josh Duhamel and even uh, or Tyrese? Tyrese, <laughs> yeah. Tyrese does nothing in those movies. Yeah. Other than they're just, just, they're just faces feet. in the crowd. Yeah. And for and no Chai reason. going, no, 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 no. But every single scene with every single pairing of every single character works so well. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, so I don't know. I don't know why Pete I mean, doesn't think it is as incredible as we do. But I, it's, I don't know how you can have been in high school when the first one came out. That's true, yeah, because that was And like, no matter, like, thought if you thought it was stupid, if you thought it was awesome, if you thought it was hilarious, and just, like, sort of grown with these, some of these characters, and then saw what they, like, realized they had on their hands and changed yeah. it to. And, and think about five that. Like, I respect the hell out of a franchise that just stops on a dime and changes its purpose. Totally. But keeps, the, but keeps everyone intact. They don't shed anyone in these movies. In fact, they just bring people back, and I think that's awesome. Uh, I think it's well, well they've been working on their guys. own continuity for the last yeah. what three movies and which that's is crazy and that to me is awesome like the first one is uh, is basically point break the second one is a gay is is broke back mountain the third one is just a weird not wasn't even gonna be released in theaters movie that they tweaked and turned into something. It's like the, the sci-fi fourth one, random movie. <laughs> the fourth one is like a reboot. The fifth is yep. a heist movie. And the sixth, they're fighting terrorism. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? It's kind of crazy in a year with a new Die Hard and a new... Uh, well, actually, no, wait. Well, within the last year of a new Die Hard and a, uh, a new Star Trek that probably the thing I had the most fun with out of those was the Fast and the Furious. It's if, not, like, it, it's if you really said that four sad. years ago, I wouldn't have believed you. I, I wouldn't have either. And I've always legitimately, non-ironically liked these movies. I agree. Um, the fourth one I saw, I've seen them all in theaters. I liked the fourth yeah. one a lot. 
But even when the fourth one came out in 09, if you told me that this is where we'd be, I'd tell you you're fucking crazy. Completely agree. I did not see Tokyo Drift in theaters, but I saw the other oh, three. No, wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that in drift theaters. But... I saw the first one in theaters. Did it make it to theaters? Did Tokyo Drift make it to theaters? It did. It no. was originally going to go uh, direct to video, and then I guess they did a screening, and people were just like, why isn't anybody in this movie? And then Vin- Oh, and then And there's... then they were like, oh, we got to toss Vin in. <laughs> Maybe he'll come back. And he, did. and he said, all right. <laughs> Actually, he said, take it or leave it. <laughs> all right, you guys want to rate this? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Alex, I want to hear what you got to say about this. You know, this movie is, man, it is It is just so much fun. Um, that, that it, It's completely ridiculous and crazy. Go see this with a lot of friends in the theaters uh, right now. I, um... I'm gonna give this. Uh, I'm gonna give this four and a half. Boo. Um, oh. <laughs> what do you mean? That's such a high rating. It's only Is the it? second highest rating. It's the second highest rating we give. Um, Keep going, Alex. No, it's it's great. It's 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 so, so much wrong. fun. Uh, and and I I I loved it. Yeah. Or, or is that it? That's it. I I know I usually get on my soapbox for twenty minutes and ramble. Um, I can just (laughs) that happened. Um, They go in the cars and they go real fast. And uh, no, kind of similar the way that I said, like like a little kid. uh, This does that in another way. Um, uh, Go right now, Pete. What do you think? Um, I loved it. I'm giving it a five because it's. I desperately want to go see it again. It's weird with like how much I love Marvel movies. We got a Star Trek, as Alex said. We got a Die Hard. There's a new Star Wars being made, and there's every single Marvel movie. But if you told me Fast Seven was coming out the same weekend as all of those, yeah, I would probably run to see Fast Seven first because yeah. nice. it's it's just two hours of absolute delight. And 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 like the last one, it's one of those movies that you just you just get sucked into because it's. Charming and interesting from minute one to the closing credits. It, it's kind of weird that the Fast series is the most dependable franchise I can think of right now. Besides, it, makes no, it, it, it defies all logic. Yeah. Uh, Russ, what do you think? Five. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never been more confident with a five ever. This this movie has everything I want, and similar to what what Peter said. I, it's crazy that if you put all those other franchises on top of each other and say, "Hey, they're all every single one of them has a movie coming out this weekend," and Fast Seven's coming out, I'm seeing Fast Seven because I, I have complete and utter faith that when I walk into that theater, I'm going to get everything I wanted, nothing I. Did we just lose? Russell? And I won't have to critique anything. <laughs> like that's crazy, but in a negative way. <laughs> You cut out Wait, during what that. Did I do? You I cut out so Mike there's... was like rubbing and then it cut out. And then <laughs> it just came in at the end where you were just like, and that's exactly why. And that is the secret of life. It was perfect. <laughs> well, that's funny. Um, but assume everything I said there was uh, great. No, I mean, it's perfect. And there's not a whole lot I would do differently um, in terms of a franchise. I think it's perfect. I love that it just says, ah, fuck it, we'll do something different this time. But everyone's coming back. I love how much it loves its own continuity. Um, think about who is in this franchise. Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. 
Yeah. Who in their right mind would Paul ever Walker guess that a, these two? Paul Walker has no personality. Paul Walker, I love the man to death for some reason. And Paul Walker makes no movies other than fast movies. That's yeah, weird, Fred. He, apparently he just hates acting and working. So these make enough that he doesn't have to do anything. He apparently races all the time, doesn't he? He races, and he did some National Geographic documentary series, like a, like I guess a few years ago, where he was like on cars, scuba di- no, it was like oh. scuba diving and shit. I don't know. Anyway, these movies you are know great. How if you go to if you go to someone's IMDb page, they pick like four movies to put for known for. His yeah. are Fast and the Furious, Fast Five, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and Furious. Wait, like, what about right? Fast what about and Fast Furious 6? The Furious 6. I don't know. I love that that title came out of nowhere. I love that six. they have the balls to just say, no, fuck it, we're calling this one Furious 6. They should have just kept it. They should have just left that in all the trailers. It would have been perfect. I don't think they would have been able to get away with it from Universal. Oh, yeah. No, but now it's Universal's highest, gross, like, highest grossing opening weekend. It opened number one in 60 countries. Holy shit. 60. It's doing something right. So, long-winded, five. And I'm also going to echo the two of you and give this five Samoan Thors. Oh, my God, that was the best. That was... I love <laughs> That was fucking hysterical uh, when that came up on the screen. Uh, this movie was everything. I mean, I watched Fast Five again a couple of days after that, and then I watched Fast Five again the day after that. Um, because <laughs> this... And I also like well the next thing I did I was I watched Fast Five Four Three Two One and then Five again. Uh, the series is ridiculous and it's only gotten better with age and I think that's kind of crazy for it is that it's it's sort of hitting its peak with five and six and who knows what's going to happen in seven. I'm I'm excited to see uh, Jason Statham uh, see what the hell he brings to this. Uh, they're just I want to see the next two movies that are going to happen after that. Uh, like Pete was saying, I think he said it really well. It's just. Like no matter what other movies coming out, I want to go see Fast Seven more than anything else. So oh, I didn't say that. Like Alex had said before, <laughs> Pete says. <laughs> oh, you were talking about yes. other Pete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, here, here I just have one we like thing I, I that's racking my brain, and All they right. rack my brain after the the fifth one is okay. okay so there was a tank, it blew up a highway and some bridges. And a plane ejaculated a car. What the? What else is there left to do? Space. Like, and that's the thing. Like, everything that's left is so high concept that I'm getting myself like giddy at the prospect of what the hell can they do with a car next? Oh my God, what is the Fast and Furious Jason X going to be? Well, James to... Wan is coming on to direct this next one, and he's done some supernatural stuff. So, I'm down. They have and- to take out like an evil business mogul so they connect a car to each of the supporting beams of the building and then they pull it out and then it just collapses in the middle of los angeles you know virtual, what you're not that reality. you're not that far off i know and that's kind of what i'm excited about guys they have I to raise some... virtual cars within a computer they, so they, they're, they're gonna have to drive over like they're gonna have to like oh. rooftop race over a building or fast something. eight tron fast eight colon tron and that's um, my thing. Like, if you keep doing, if they keep doing what they've done for the last ones, they can keep making these movies forever, and I'm okay. Totally. Yeah, but it, won't it, they it, be criminals again? Yeah. Is it a vicious that's... cycle? 
Wait a minute. Yeah, that's what they, we're asking. We're telling them. We're, we're the fucking addicts. They have to steal their pardons from the president who's Tron. So what if they team up with Nicolas Cage and the National Treasure team? See, I think that's the next step. They need to get one of those types of movies going where they have to, like, find something. Oh, my God. Well, just like, let's think about the Ernest franchise and where this franchise could go, much like Ernest. Furious, scared, stupid. Oh, God. Oh. Furious, <laughs> stupid. Dom Slam Brian dunk furious. Frankenstein, like... <laughs> Yeah, why not? Camp. Just like a thing what if they just start started crossing. doing spin-offs where it was just like uh, Toretto meets Frankenstein? I would fucking well, this see the one, shit out of that. I'm I'm prepared for that. They added more comedy to this one than I think is that more intentional comedy than all of the unintentional comedy of the last five combined. Yeah. In this one, so I think they're fine it, with like making and it kind of it worked in this one. Yeah, it's let's not forget that this is a movie in which the plot relied on amnesia. Oh, it did. I forgot about that. <laughs> totally forgot about Some that. Dumb things happen in this movie. Yeah, like really dumb. Like uh, uh, history's worst plot point was used in this film, and yep. I couldn't care. Yeah, yeah, yep. you're right. Because Vin Diesel catches Michelle Rodriguez in the in air and lands on a car. How did no car would and, be there? I didn't. <laughs> Some things you got to take on faith. There it is. Terrible. Because you never turn it. your back on family or God. Even when they turn their back on you. If you didn't go to church, didn't get any barbecue. And it's also like a man's dream. He leaves his incredibly hot girlfriend. She's oh, God. With it. And she's totally, she's in fact happy. If I found my husband was alive, I'd leave too. Like, fuck so, you. you. Know, go for it. Like... You know it's written by like a, the worst man ever yep. because he's just like, oh yeah, girl, I'm totally cool with that, totally. right? 100%. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like, just leave me. leave me like like everybody does. <laughs> it's fine. Oh god, oh it's getting dark. All right, let's get out of here. I could talk about this movie all day. All right, you can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at moviemoviepc. You can email us your thoughts, complaints, comments, or your fake movie Fridays to moviemoviepodcast at gmail.com. You can rate us on iTunes by searching for The Priest and the Beekeeper, which is what we are, an improv troupe that has a show the third Thursday of every month at Long Island City's The Creek in the Cave with our good friend and stand-up Zach Broussard called Pigpile. Uh, this next show is June the 20th. The 16th. Is it? I'm looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, this is pretty sure it's the 20th. 20th. <laughs> you're actually, I should shut up. You were doing really good that time. <laughs> I know. That was, that was awesome. That was I, flawless. I couldn't believe I actually got that far into it. Sorry for up. mucking it up. <laughs> uh, oh, but mucker. yeah, you should you should all hey. come out. It's always a good time. Uh, we invite some stand-ups, invite some improv troops, and we have a grand old time. So you never turn our back on Russes. Exactly. <laughs> Even when I turn my back on you? Yeah. Oh, thanks for cool. being here, guys. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on the Movie Movie Podcast. Oh, that was beautiful. Uh, Glenn Close, Guardians of the Galaxy.